On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Blue Jays, it's new hosts, but it's the same old Blue Jays, baby. It's all coming up on today as we dig into a 2-0 loss to the dastardly New York Yankees, which makes this week just a little bit more sweaty for Jays fans. It's all coming up. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Blue Jays. This is weird as I'm normally in the Toronto Raptors chair. I am Sean Woodley. He is Mike DiStefano. I'm pointing the wrong way on the video because I'm really bad at knowing how the spatial awareness works on the screen. Either way, welcome in to Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day you can find the podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube just hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and it's the time to be subscribing as we are in the final week of the toronto blue jays 2023 regular season hopefully more ball to come uh and let's uh kick things off i suppose with an introduction of these two new dudes you're seeing on the screen or hearing in your headphones uh, i am as i mentioned sean woodley he's mike DeStefano. i host locked on raptors on the locked on podcast network mike is the co-host of locked on leafs we are toronto sports dudes and i would say mike uh, afflicted blue jays fans just like can't quit this very annoying irritating team yeah and it's interesting because like just as I feel like a lot of Jays fans have this feeling this year just as you're ready to quit on them and, and think to yourself all right pack it in season's over like when they lost you know to the Texas Rangers in that series a couple weeks ago you know then you're just thinking okay that was the season it's over you know I can pretty much pack it in and then they go and they go on a big run and uh, they get themselves back into a playoff push and into a playoff spot with a wild card. And you're feeling good just as the hitting seems like it's coming around, coming off of that series in Tampa. And then all of a sudden they get stymied by the Yankees, uh, you know, at home at that. And it's just like, oh, God, what what is going on with this team? Like it looked like things were going so well and that they were finally getting around the corner especially offensively, and then you get a performance like you did last night. It is it is very Blue Jays-esque of them. Yeah, I mean, if anyone had any illusions coming into this week of games against the Yankees and Rays, at home, mind you, uh, like thinking this was going to be easy and stress-free, uh, you haven't been watching the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, baby. But that said, I mean... There's still a lot to like, even from a game in which they score no runs. We'll talk about the pitching. We'll talk about Kevin Gosman in particular. We'll get into some of the takeaways from that game. Um, just a, a quick sort of uh, set, setting of the table before we really dive in on the nitty-gritty of the game against the Yankees last night and what's to come for the rest of the week. Uh, Mike and I are stepping in here to host the show from now until whenever the season ends. We'll go through the end of the playoffs and then hopefully pass it along to a new host. We had a, a recent host change on the show and uh, we're here stepping in. And so just be forewarned. Me, typically, I treat the Toronto Blue Jays kind of as like my sicko, crazy sports fan, fan vice. Like, I cover the Raptors every day. I have to be pretty, like, level-headed about things over there. I'm sure you feel the same way about your coverage of the Leafs. I've always left the Blue Jays as just, like, a thing that I get crazy about and text my friends swears about. And so yep. that's the angle I'm coming at this with. As we get more immersed, I'm sure we'll dive into the baseball savant and the exit velocities and all that stuff. I definitely dabble in that kind of stuff. But uh, right now, we're it's going to be a lot of raw fan reaction, and hopefully... 
that actually kind of fits the moment of what we're at right now going into this last week of the season, all the stress, all the excitement, all the suspense of the playoffs. Uh, and so hopefully we can be a spot where we're kind of meeting you where you are as a Blue Jays fan on what I, it's kind of like a pop-up podcast. Uh, you know, we'll be around until the playoffs are over. Mike, um, how would you kind of describe your uh, relationship with the Blue Jays in general? I mean, I'm probably pretty pretty well the same. I think you you said it pretty good. Like we in you know our day to day lives, we cover the other you know Toronto sports teams, and so I've always you know the Leafs have been a team that I've had to cover with a with a level head. Where you know the Jays, it hasn't necessarily been my beat. I guess mm-hmm. uh, if we want to use a, you know an industry term, and I've been able to just kind of you know watch as a fan. Right. And, and, and just be a fan of the team. Um, and I always have been like baseball has been, you know, a big love of my life for, for many, many years. It was, you know, the, the one sport that, you know, my grandparents really, really loved. So I was kind of introduced at a young age from, from that side of my family. Grandparents and, liking um, baseball is just like a secret, like it's, pathway it's to like, relationship with your elders. It's awesome. <laughs> my grandmother to this day, the biggest Jays fan, like she watches every single game, God bless her soul. She's out in Nova Scotia too. So the games don't start until like eight, eight oh eight oh seven first pitch out there. And she's How watching thrilled this was thing she about like the pitch clock uh, coming in? Is this like a, a massive change for her? Just like inc- increase her experience watching the team? Yeah, I mean, I guess it it it, it gets her twenty five more minutes of sleep a night uh, this season as opposed to <laughs> to others. Because dude, like last year, I remember watching some of these games go on until like. 10 10 30 it's like <laughs> we're going on to four hours of baseball we're still in the eighth inning yeah. uh so yeah the, the pitch clock was actually a nice addition this year and, and i'm sure she deeply appreciated it but no i'm like you man I'm, I'm a fan of the team and and this is the like the perfect time to be jumping on the moving train though because it's exciting it's really yeah. exciting uh to be a jays fan right now to be watching this team to be covering this team like they're in a playoff race it's exactly where you want them to be. And if you're covering a team, you want that excitement to be able to talk about, to be able to reflect on. And uh, I know it's not quite done yet. It's not set in stone. Their playoff berth, I think Fangraphs has them something at like 96% odds to make the playoffs. Um, so, you know, we can't sit here and say they're going to the playoffs, but, you know, they, they've got a pretty good shot uh, at doing so. And I'm just excited to be here for the ride. Yeah, I uh, I'm hoping that there's not a 1980s esque uh, total collapse over these final five games. It will take a lot for the Blue Jays not to make the playoffs. It's obviously uh, helped by the fact that the AL West is just bludgeoning one another right now. Um, yes. Seattle getting back in the win column with a win last night. Uh, none of these teams are good, is the thing. Uh, <laughs> this is this is kind of how I feel, and it's honestly why I feel pretty good about the Blue Jays, even with all of the frustration we've talked about this season, is like... I don't know, am I supposed to be scared of the totally injured Rays with Shane McClanahan out and, you know, their, their whole starting rotation seemingly in some state of disrepair, a bunch of their regular hitters either out for injury or for uh, crimes? Um, like, it's... And the Orioles? Like, really? We're supposed to, like, be scared of the Orioles? I... See, this is where the fan comes in. This is going to be fun. I get you to tap into being a psycho. I'm really, really excited about this. Um, yeah, Mike, we are going to dive on into the 
the game against the Yankees last night, of course, a 2-0 loss. Kevin Gosman does his thing in what's probably his last start of the season. I would imagine we'd next see him in the first game of the wild card round next week on Tuesday, I believe, is when that series would kick off. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little about Kevin Gosman, who rocks and has just been a total delight to watch this season. And uh, we'll get into some of our takeaways from the game as the offense really, really stumbled against Michael King and his nasty, nasty stuff. And a couple of, uh, you know, perhaps unfavorable calls in in situations that maybe it would have been nice if it went the other way. We're not going to do ump talk necessarily, but we'll talk about Vlad, a couple of at-bats that went wrong for him last night, and much, much more. We'll get into all that coming up in just a second here. But first, let's dig in and tell you about today's first sponsor, and that is Nutrafol. Uh, you know, it's a thing. People are worried about losing their hair. Men, you know, you always are going to be kind of at that concern. Oh, no, I have a little hair falling out. Is this a bad thing? And if you think that losing your hair is inevitable, that's just not true. You can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime it's totally normal and fine but it doesn't have to be your fate if you don't want it to be you can get ahead of that with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth visible thickness and visible scalp coverage Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress hormones environment nutrition lifestyle and metabolism through whole body health take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for their healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONMLB. All right, let's dive in to the 2-0 loss in Game 1 against the Yankees at home last night. Dome open, Mike. I'm sad I wasn't down there. Late September open dome. It's a beautiful thing. Our world is going to hell weather-wise. But hey, the baseball's nicer to watch in person, I guess, if we're looking for silver linings. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's dig into big takeaways from this game. Obviously, the offense sputters. Kevin Gosman, awesome. He goes, uh, let me just pull the line up here for him as I've lost it. Uh, Kevin Gosman, where are Seven. you? Where's the pitching? Uh, six and a third, Seven six eight. hits. Yes. Six and a third. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong box score. I'm a fool. Uh, he went uh, you, seven. You, he, you go up. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Gosman was great last night, man. And like Kevin Gosman's just been Kevin Gosman all year. His problem hasn't been pitching. It's been the run support. And that, of mm -hmm. course, was what happened with him again last night. But he did his thing. He did his part. Seven innings strong, gave up just three hits, ended up with five Ks, couple walks uh, on the night. Did, didn't give up any runs. Um, and look, when you pitch seven innings uh, of shutout baseball, you should win that game. You should 100 yeah. percent win that game, uh, especially when you're at home. And, and, you know, the Blue Jays unable to get to Michael King for the second time uh, in, in the last you know week or a couple of weeks here. And it's really frustrating. They ended up with just three hits all game. Not three enough, hits. Man. That's all they Not were able enough. to get. Yeah. Like, that's just. It's 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 really frustrating when you look at this offense and and you think back to what you thought it was 
you were going to see from this offense all season and just has not been there. And like I was saying earlier, just when you thought maybe things are starting to roll, you see, you know, George Springer finally had himself, uh, you know, he's been pretty hot of late. Bo Bichette's been pretty good all season, but he's mm-hmm. had, you know, some knocks lately. They had Vladdy, you know, and they you know, get a couple of home runs the other day. And you're thinking, okay, these bats, are they starting to come alive? Uh, you know, you're getting Kevin Biggio has been good. Brandon Belt returned to the lineup last night. You're thinking to yourself, hey, the offense is here. The offense is coming. They need to show up in this series against the Yankees. And it just didn't happen. Michael King shut them down again last night. And then uh, Jordan Romano comes in into the ninth inning, which we'll get into whether or not that was uh, the play or not for John Schneider. But he gives up a two-run homer in the ninth, and the rest is history. Jays take the L and don't gain any uh, any more advantage in that wild card race. Yeah, uh, we will talk about Romano and his split fingernail, whether or not that should be a cause for concern for the entire city of Toronto uh, momentarily. But yeah, just kind of go. I found the right box score, by the way, Mike. Uh, off to a great start on the new podcast, just reading incorrect <laughs> what, box scores. What I box ESPN. score were you using? I think ESPN? it was from last week. Yeah, it was like a, I, I searched in a Blue Jays Yankees September 26 box score, and then it gave me one from like last week. Uh, very useful. Love it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Gosman, seven innings, uh, three hits, five Ks, two walks as well. He's just awesome. It closes out his season with a 316 ERA. He's probably not going to win the side. It's probably going Garrett Cole's way or Sonny Gray, but uh, certainly Cy Young quality stuff from Kevin Gosman this season. Yeah, this so. was not I even a, a I game. A fan duel, I a little fan duel futures at like plus two thousand for him to win a Cy Young. I'm hoping he wins a Cy buddy. Young. Rooting for you. Uh, yeah. That's a good bet to put down. There's a, do it next year. He's going to be awesome again, I would presume, because that guy rocks. Uh, and I feel very good about him starting Game One of a playoff series. Boy, oh boy, that feels good. Um, when it comes to last night's game, yeah, you know they don't even really threaten very often in this game. It was the third inning, was which was kind of the time where they had a real threat going. Just two at bats in this game with runners in scoring position. Um, they go over to Vlad strikes out with the bases loaded in the third on a very bad strike call. Like we can call it that. It was a three-two pitch way outside. Should have been a walk. Should have been a run. Should have been uh, a big pivot point in the game, but it wasn't. Obviously, you can't get too upset about that. Things are going to come out in the wash when it comes. To to good and bad calls over the course of a season it's just magnified when you're in the final week and you have the astros and the mariners breathing down your necks um so i not a lot you can really do about that i don't think vlad should have swung at that pitch even like i think it was a pretty clear take and you know it's just the way she goes and then later on in the game kevin kiermeyer's up with uh, dalton varsha at third after picking up a th- uh, uh, an extra base and, uh, you know, just kind of grounds out and that's it. And that's all you have for threats to score in this game for the Blue Jays. We saw over the weekend against Tampa that this offense can do it. Like, there's no doubt about it. It is an explosive offense when it's all hitting. When Vlad and Springer are going, this is a really good baseball team. That's just kind of how it is. Um, what's your trust level uh, in the offense right now? You know, I, like, did that Rays series change things for you? Are you going to look too much into a single game where Michael King is, is absolutely dealing? Um, are you going to go with the sort of bigger picture of the season where they haven't really been able to hit whatsoever? Like, how are you with the, with the offense right now? Um, do you feel as though, like, the Vlad resurgence is real? Do you feel as though um, things are really kind of coming into form for this team and maybe this game against the Yankees and Michael King was a one-off blip? Or are you going for the bigger picture here is sort of the thing that's informing your opinions on the offense? 
Nice. We'll find out tonight because they <laughs> get Garrett Cole. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> great. That's fun. Yeah. yeah really yeah, excited. Um, normally they do own Garrett Cole. Not last week, but normally they do. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. That guy usually owns the entire league. So we'll see how that works out. But I don't know. It's weird, man, because I, I started to have hope that things were starting to turn around. And then last night happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I, I still am shocked that this team has not been able to put up runs and find offense like coming into the year I thought this was a stacked lineup like Mm -hmm. I remember we were all sitting there uh, you know back in April and we're putting up the whiteboard of the team back in like 2015 2016 then this team and debating like oh which team was better like who has the deeper lineup who had the more well-rounded lineup and Mm -hmm. you know there was a, a lot of reason to think that this year's team could be better than those teams who had some playoff runs and it just has not turned out that way Vlad has had a a terrible season for his standards even last night like you mentioned you know he he had the bases loaded in a 3-0 count and Mm. is unable to cash in a run right ends up working into a 3-2 and strikes out like and then same thing he had another opportunity Bobuchek gets on base last night and uh, he grounds into a double play to end the inning. Like that, yeah. that's just been what has happened with Vladdy. And it's been an off year for him. It's been a down year. And then again, you see a little bit of, you get a little bit of confidence. You get a little, oh, is he coming around? Hits a couple of dingers for the first time in, in a game the other night and then follows it up with, with this stinker. So I just, I want to have trust. I want to have faith in, in this lineup. But, Every time I, I start to think that they've turned it around, they go ahead and, and forget how to hit baseball. So yeah, I don't know what to think anymore, man. I, I really and, and this is where the fandom comes in, right? Where it's just oh, like yeah. the team just frustrates you. And the offense has been incredibly frustrating all season long. But now's the time to get it going. Like there's what five, five six games left in the season. Like just five, baby. The yeah. the, the playoffs are are right around the corner, and, and that's where you're really gonna need that offense to, to shine because the pitching's been there. It's been there, right? Mm-hmm. You It was scoreless through eight innings last night, and the Jays were unable to, to put up any runs to put up a fight in this game. So um, let's hope that it was just a, a little blip. And what we've seen over the course of the last week or so is more so where the Jays' offense is at than what we saw last night. Yeah, I mean, I guess the good thing is uh, you're not going to face Michael King or Garrett Cole in the playoffs. That's good because the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. Did you did you learn about this? It's pretty hilarious. Oh, they, oh, they oh missed yeah. The playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, really yeah. cool. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, you know, I, I'm with you, though, on the, the pitching side of things. I'm also with you on the I can't figure out where my feelings lie when it comes to the offense, right? Like, I think... I, you know, back to the fandom element. I am so prone to the first time Vlad hits a ball hard and in the air being like, he's back, let's go. Uh, <laughs> and it's happened like a million times this year. And look, he hits a couple dingers over the weekend and it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe it actually is time. Like maybe that, that Sunday game is kind of the, and you look back, you know, he's kind of had a better month or so production wise anyway. Maybe you feel pretty good about how things are going into the playoffs. And then, yeah, you get a stinker like this one and it, it makes you feel confused. Do I think it dooms the Blue Jays for the next five games of the playoffs no i think there's every possibility that he gets right back on track and he kind of continues the recent run of pretty decent play and same with springer but i think uh you know it, it just it's been like emotional torment trying to keep up and figure out what the hell this team is doing the 
thing that is trustworthy, I think, is pretty clearly the pitching staff uh, and the defense, right? Like, we saw it again last night. Like, Bo's making nice jumping plays and, and looks rock solid over there. Uh, the Jays continue to have the best team ERA in baseball, the best starters ERA in baseball. All that stuff, you would think, is going to be pretty conducive to playoff success. Uh, quick note on, on sort of that side of things, Mike. You know, as much as the offense has been very frustrating, does the defense and the pitching kind of give you that hope that, oh, like, they actually have the ingredients that are always talked about as the things you got to have in the playoffs. Of course, the playoffs are 60% luck. Um, but where are you at with, uh, with, with, with your sort of confidence level overall in the pitching and defense? understanding that we're about to talk about Jordan Romano in the final segment and maybe our a little bit of queasiness there. I mean, the pitching, you can't ask for anything better. Like you just said it They're number one in the league when it comes to team ERA in, in the majors, like they, they are pitching their asses off. Like Kevin Gosman went seven innings of scoreless baseball. The other night. Chris Bassett has been a really strong pitcher this year. I mean, you say Kikuchi has been out, uh, outstanding this season, Rios, like Ryu's pitch better of late. Um, like outside of Manoa, really, everybody I think has been uh, as or better than advertised. So mm-hmm. I think that the pitching, you got to be satisfied with it. They added to that bullpen throughout the season. Um, Jordan Hicks has been unbelievable of late. Hasn't allowed a run since August 25th, like a full calendar month since that guy's uh, allowed an earned run. So um, you know, I, I think that you look at the strength of that bullpen right now, you look at the way that the starters are really rolling. Yes, this this has the makings of playoff a playoff team and you know, a team that can have success in the playoffs. It just a, a couple more key hits here and there with runners in scoring position, and this is a completely different team. It's a completely different conversation. And who knows, you know, where this team could be if they got those those key hits and those key moments. Um, but the pitching, you got to feel really, really happy about where that part of this team is at. Yeah, no doubt. I think, you know, it, it's again, it's like this push and pull of I'm seeing a thing here that is uh, undeniably excellent and undeniably playoff proof in the pitching and defense, and it's like. Like, I know the players can hit. You know, they get Brandon Belt back last night, too. Like, that's huge. Like, they have the weapons. We'll see. Uh, I would imagine we're going to continue to be uh, constantly tormented by this offense as we continue into the playoffs and the postseason. You know, it's going to be really frustrating when they lose playoff games like 2 nothing or one nothing, and know that, wow, the pitching and defense really was there, much like it was last night. And I hope last night, I suppose, was not a preview of what's to come. Once we get into playoff time, we'll come back on the other side, get into Jordan Romano, the bullpen, the level of trust Romano, a couple rough outings in a row. He's dealing with a split fingernail. Should he be shut down for the rest of the season and just bring him back for the postseason? We'll get into that in just a sec. But first, we got to tell you about Jace Medical. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing doctor consultation and care with their in-house physicians. Don't get caught unprepared. Get 20 bucks off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com that's j a s e medical.com 
All right, uh, let's get alarmist, shall we? Jordan Romano comes in last night, has himself a rough outing, gives up the home run to Austin Wells. Wells' second home run against the Jays in a week um, as he gets his baseball MLB career rolling here, his baseball career. I, I sound like a noob. Uh, <laughs> so Jordan Romano. One inning last night again. Two hits, uh, two earned runs. Gets the two strikeouts. The stuff looked pretty good at, at the close of the inning. It looked maybe like his velo was down a little bit. He threw it through like 95 a couple times at the start of the inning. Um, you know, he kind of oscillates and fluctuates, I, I feel like, all the time with his velo. So maybe that's not too much of a concern. But uh, the, the fingernail, obviously, kept him out for a couple days. Where are you at with Jordan Romano and your level of uh, fear or concern about that split fingernail being something that could cause him some problems. You know, he was made officially available last night. It was all good to go. Everyone's, ah, it's all fine. But, um, you know, just thinking about what I would do if I had a split fingernail, I would, like, call into work sick, probably. Uh, I'm a coward, but, like, <laughs> throwing a baseball 100 miles an hour with a split fingernail seems hard. Are you concerned, Mike? Uh, Dr. Stefano, please, what you got? <laughs> um... Yeah, like I, I guess you could say I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. You look at the two starts that he, or the two appearances that he's had with the split fingernail, and uh, they haven't been good, right? In Tampa, mm-hmm. gave up a couple of runs uh, in the game the other day, and then again last night against New York in the ninth inning, comes in in a tie game and gives up a two-run homer. So you know he, he's, he's been tagged, and you know I know that he came out and he said that the, this, the fingernail wasn't really. Uh, didn't impact him in that game against Tampa, and it wasn't really the, all that effective. But ultimately, it's you know, you're 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 giving up some hits, buddy. You're giving up some runs, and that's not what you want. Um, so maybe it would be just best case scenario for the Blue Jays and for Romano. Um, if yeah, I mean, I, I think if you shut him down for the for the rest of the season, you just tell him, listen, wrap that bad boy up. Let's try and get some. Uh, what you can really put on a cracked fingernail to heal it. I honestly have no idea, but like, let's try and get that thing <laughs> all like healed up lots for of cheese a week for the now. calcium or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, can you, can you, like, I have no idea how to heal a cracked fingernail to be quite honest with you. I'm not uh, <laughs> a, a fingernail doctor, cuticle doctor by any means, but you know, I, I think it probably would be, you know, the best case scenario for both him and the blue. The problem is like, they still don't have a spot locked up. Right. Yeah. So they still are going to need someone to close out games. Luckily for them, though, like they made a trade for Jordan Hicks this offseason uh, or this uh, at the deadline, and he's been lights out. So, like, yeah. they do have someone who I think could fill in as a starter or as a, a back end of the bullpen guy, throws gas, and has been a closer in the past when he was with the Cardinals at, at some point. So, you know, there's a, a guy who could go in in his place if they do you know, take him out for the season and say, hey, rest up for the playoffs. But again, like at the same time, it's not locked in yet. So no, you might want him. Yeah, (laughs) you might need him. You might want him because he's still a really good pitcher. But how much more confident are you going to be? Because if you throw him out there again and, you know, he gets hit around for a third straight game with his cracked fingernail. Now, I think the concern really starts to set in. So do you want to get to that point or do you need him? That's a good question. And that's not a situation that I want to be in. Uh, so I, I do kind of feel bad for John Schneider and the Jays in that regard. Yeah. I mean, Romano, if we like, it's just the timing of it, right? If it was, yeah. this was like early September, it'd be like, Oh, it's a little blip. It'll be fine. 
But for him to give up four earned runs in his last two outings, which is as many earned runs as he had given up, uh, I believe, since the start of August in total. Uh, like, you know, it, it's just the timing adds a sense of fear and concern to it all that, you know, I just prefer to live without, frankly. Do I think it's like an existential concern regarding the fate of the Blue Jays this year? Probably not. Like, I think you can probably rest him up and have him ready to go for the playoffs next week. Um, you know, six days, I guess, between now and the start of the playoffs. You know, again, I'm not, I also am no cuticle doctor, so I am not certain, but it's, it feels, what you got? He, I'm just looking at his game logs right now. He hasn't yeah. given up. So he gave up two runs in Tampa and gave up two runs last night to yeah. the Yankees. He hasn't done that where he's given up two earned runs since April 9th. April 9th against the Angels, yeah. Uh, is the last time that he gave up um, more than one two runs run. or more in a game. Yeah. Two earned he's, runs or more in a game. He's done it in back-to-back now, so. He's important. Uh, he's really good <laughs> and gives that bullpen like a sense of inevitability at times. And to have that shaken in the final week of the season doesn't exactly make you feel awesome. That said, you mentioned Jordan Hicks. You know, Eric Swanson came in and had a clean inning last night. Uh, Tim Mesa has been absolutely lights out. Like, this is a pretty deep bullpen by design. Yeah. We know this. They have gone about crafting this bullpen pretty deftly i would say you know have your issues with the front office all you want i actually think like they've built this team about as well as they could that just the performance of some of the key hitters is not really like that's not on ross atkins to make vlad hit balls in the air <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I well think... here, here, here's here's where the fandom's gonna come in it was on ross atkins to trade <laughs> Fire gabby him. send him to the sun yeah <laughs> well you know when you trade gabby marino who's been unbelievable for the diamond uh for the diamondbacks and mm. also uh you know a fan favorite in lourdes Gurriel, you make those that trade for varsho hasn't really turned out as well as you as you'd want it to um that that you can place on uh on the bad on boy that. atkins I'll push back on that one. I, you know, Moreno, whatever. He's a prospect. I, I usually pro get rid of prospects at the first chance you can. Um, and I think Jansen and Kirk, until Jansen got hurt, like that was a pretty darn good duo to have as your catchers. I think Kirk's been awesome defensively as well. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I'm not missing Gabby Moreno this season. And frankly, Lourdes Gurriel had driven me crazy by the end with his like crazy oscillations in play. And while Dalton, Dalton Varsho has not had those oscillations, he's mostly just been bad at the plate. He's an unbelievable defender. He's an unbelievable yeah. base runner. And I think that is actually really valuable. And it kind of gives me a lot of confidence in, again, the sort of fundamentals to sound like uh, an old grizzled baseball man. Um, like they, the, the stuff that matters in the playoffs, Dalton Varsho is going to bring them in a way I'm not really sure Lourdes Gurriel does. Now, that said, would I prefer Teoscar Hernandez on this team than Eric Swanson, considering how deep this bullpen is and how they've built this bullpen so successfully over the course of the season? Yeah, I would much rather have Teoscar right now than Eric Swanson, but uh, you know, we can't go back and relitigate all of that. Um, with Romano, I think, you know, obviously you got to kind of take your cues from him. How's he feeling? I'm sure the medical staff has way more intel on how this is going to work, but I would be perfectly all right if they just shut him down for the rest of the season. They only need to win three of these last five games and probably not three, right? Like you can probably get in by winning two of them. Um, you don't want to leave it to fate in the, on, on the, in the, when you get to the, the weekend or anything like that, but 
just the schedule the Mariners have playing the Astros still and then up against the Rangers over the weekend for four games, I believe. Like, you're probably going to be all right. And I think the downside of not having Romano, and like, for feel free to call me an idiot if they miss the playoffs because Jordan Romano doesn't come in for a big game over the weekend and they lose it. Uh, but I, I think the the downside of not having Romano at 100% for the playoffs is uh, significantly more than the risk of not making the playoffs throughout the rest of this week. Um, but, you know, you don't want to get too cute with it, I suppose, either. Um, any last parting shots on this game, on Romano, on uh, on the bullpen, you know, before we let things uh, wrap up here in our debut episode of Locked on Jays, Mike? Let's hope we get some offense tonight, man. I mean, uh, it's going to be tough with Garrett Cole, but as you mentioned, they've actually had some success against him in the past. Uh, but boy, after last night's stinker at the plate, hopefully we get some of these guys who can turn it around and, you know, get one of those three wins tonight and take a little bit of the pressure off of this club. Should the Blue Jays uh, get in touch with Alec Manoa, just have him on hand in the dugout to intimidate Garrett Cole, as it seems that he's pretty good at doing. <laughs> uh, he seems to be the anti-Cole. Uh, you know, they didn't have him last week on the team, and Cole owned them. Just saying, maybe Alec Manoa yeah. can contribute to this playoff run in some way, shape, or form uh, after all we've been through this season. Just a thought, but uh, we'll leave it there. We'll come back tomorrow and recap Game 2 against the Yankees. Garrett Cole going... Uh, who's on tap for the Jays t- tonight? Uh, I'm bad at this. Barrios. Uh, Barrios. Yes, Jose Barrios. Garrett Cole should be a good one. And, uh, yeah, hopefully a little more offense. Hopefully uh, we get good news on Romano. And uh, it'd be nice to see Brandon Belt get back in the groove here a little bit, too, after coming back from the IL. Uh, that's all coming up tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, thrilled to have you with us for the stretch run here on Lockdown Blue Jays. Have a good one. Bye-bye.